Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. What kind of a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50% of their life savings just as they near retirement? It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management a retirement income store located in Humboldt and Clear Lake, Iowa. So how are you doing today? I hope you're doing fantastic. I hope you're having a good day. It's a glorious day outside. And it's a day that, you know what, our creator has made and it says that we're to be rejoicing and glad in it. And I'm glad to be here with you. Well, it has been quite a stir within the market. It's been quite a stir economically. There's been all sorts of news and all sorts of gossip and all sorts of rumor with regards to what's going to be happening with capital gains taxes and social security taxes and the market and what's happening with the government bond interest rates and the stimulus and the next go round of stimulus and what the debt is doing. We could be going on and on and on, couldn't we? We could be talking and discussing this all day long until the cows come home and the Moon turns blue or turns to cheese, one or the other. But the reality is, is that I'm thankful for you to be here. And I'm thankful to take the opportunity from Saturday to Saturday to not only spend time with you, but to also kind of give you different ways of thinking about certain things, thinking about your money, thinking about your future in ways that hopefully are going to stimulate you to engage and to get busy, to get active, to get involved in what's happening with your money. Now, I know that I have suggested this many, many times before, but I want to remind each and every one of you as listeners, if you have not taken the time to go and to look at the Retirement Income Store, the Retirement Income Store is something that is going to be profoundly, I think, resourceful to you as providing you knowledge and information that's going to help you be better prepared for retirement. You know, retirement is something that is going to likely happen to you. It's likely going to happen to me. It happens to tens of thousands of people every single month in this country. And it's something that we don't want to just haphazardly go into. It's not something that we just want to take a stab at, throw a dart at the dartboard and cross our fingers and toes, hoping that it happens and that it works out. We want to do this in such a way where we can have confidence that we're going to be able to retire and stay retired. 
And so the retirement income store does exactly that. Their purpose, their mission is to be able to help equip you and to provide you resources that are going to help you understand, just like this radio show, things that you can do today, starting today, to help you have that chance of success so that you don't just simply survive retirement. That's not what we want. We want to be able to thrive in retirement. Now, I'm going to go back to something that I shared a few weeks ago that I want to take another stab at, but I'm going to change it just a little bit. And I want to talk about a piece of history that took place back on August 5th of 1949. The story starts in a place in Montana that is really quite known to many of us if we're into history, if we like geography, if we go to Yellowstone National Park, so on and so forth. But in Montana, there is what is referred to as the Helena National Forest. And we all know that from time to time, you can have a lightning strike, you can have you know, a period of really dry weather, and you can have someone who is careless with a campfire, they can throw a cigarette butt out, and all of a sudden, you know what happens. We lose a portion of forestry to a forest fire. And on August 5th, 1949, that's exactly what happened, where a fire began in the Helena National Forest. And it was a relatively small fire. It was taking place in an area that is called Man Gulch. But unfortunately, that day, it turned deadly. You know, when there is a fire that is difficult to contain, there is individuals that will be called in by the Forest Service called smoke jumpers. And these guys get flown in, and then they parachute into the area. They've already got their backpacks. They've already got all their tools. They've got all the equipment, and their responsibility is to help contain and to extinguish the fire if they possibly can. They're the boots on the ground. They're able to call in resources and they're able to provide really good insight as to where the helicopters are supposed to fly in with the water and really determine what the strategies and the techniques for being able to contain and to extinguish the fire is. And that particular day, there were 16 individual men that were flown in And things were going okay. They were starting to contain the fire until all of a sudden the wind changed. And when the wind shifted directions, what was a small brush fire turned into engulfing over 3,000 acres. And the difficult part was that these men were now pinned between the blaze that was intensifying and getting worse and worse. It was getting hotter. It was getting broader. It was starting to encircle them. They were pinned between that blaze and the 1,200-foot cliffs that were behind them. Now, these 1,200-foot cliffs were not your normal cliffs. They were nearly vertical. And in this particular case, they were estimated to be about 76 degrees. So not quite straight up and down, but close enough. And most of these men were very trained in what to do to contain a fire. They were very skilled and had plenty of experience. This was not their first rodeo, as we say. But these men were completely trapped, and they were in a race for their life. Well, it turned out that day, sadly, that of the 16, 13 of them perished. 13 of them lost their lives. After it was all said and done, the Forest Service launched a huge investigation as to the cause of their deaths. 
And what they found was very interesting. They found that these men were encouraged by their leader to drop their packs, to abandon their tools, and to create what was called a jump fire. And basically, it was an area in which they would lay down in the grass. They would actually light the grass on fire around them. They would burn a big circle. They would lay down in it. And as the fire came to them, because there was no consumables, the fire would then just jump over them. And this escape fire was something that was used, you know, decades earlier by the Indians. And yet of the 16 men, 13 of them had taken and they were convinced that they needed to maintain their packs. They were convinced that they needed to hold on to their pole axes, their saws, their shovels, their heavy tools, because that was their identity. They associated dropping their tools to the ground to the same thing as abandoning their existing knowledge and their training and their experience. It was their identity that was at stake. And so these men maintaining their backpacks, maintaining all of their tools, began to try hard as they could to scale that 76-degree incline, that face of the cliff, and they couldn't make it, and they ended up burning to death. Now, I know that it's kind of a gory story, and it's really gruesome, but the reality is, is that when the environment radically changes, and you are confronted with moments of uncertainty like these men were, when you're confronted with moments of unpredictability and danger, Clinging to the old right way might seem like a good idea, but I'm here to tell you that it can be deadly. Today, the stock market is ever-evolving. Today, the stock market is ever-changing. Today, the world happening around us seems to be happening faster and faster. It is changing more and more. And yet, we're growing older and older. We're getting closer and closer to retirement. And we're looking around and we have an ultimatum. And the ultimatum to us is what do we do? Do we continue to do what we've always done? Or do we potentially adapt? Do we change our technique? Do we change our strategy? Do we stay the course because we've known it and we're comfortable with it? Or do we decide to go in a different direction? This is the question that is in every single retiree's mind. Because you see, once you go from the accumulation stage of your life to the distribution stage of your life, your life shifts. Your life changes. The resources that you once had, the schedule that you once had, the occupation that you once had, the income that you once had, is all going to transform in some way, shape, or form. It's going to begin to become different to you. And the question becomes, what do you do beforehand to make certain that you're ready for it? The other day I was interviewed for a television program. And the question that I was posed was, why do we want to prepare before retirement for retirement? Why don't we just retire And then the next day, go ahead and do what we needed to do. And I thought that that was a very thought-provoking question. No one had ever asked me that question before. And then it dawned on me that there is an analogy here. There's a lesson. Think about flying in a commercial flight. 
and you're flying at 30, 35,000 feet. And isn't it true that just before you make it to the destination, the pilot comes on and he lets you all know as passengers in that plane that he is about to begin his descent. Why is it that he doesn't just simply fly straight over the tarmac, straight over the runway, and then just drop straight down? Why doesn't he just fly over, kill the engines, and boom, just land on the ground? Because we would all die, (laughs) right? We would all perish in that circumstance. The reason that he starts well in advance on his descent is so that the transition from air to ground is a smooth one. And you know what? No matter how experienced that pilot is, no matter how early he may start that descent, it doesn't always guarantee that it's going to be a smooth descent. But it is better than the alternative. The reason we begin our descent before we hit retirement is so that when we do finally retire, we can easily and smoothly transition into that retirement with as little disruption and scariness as is possible. Now, I've got some scenarios that I want to run past you in the second half of our program. It's amazing how fast these programs pass, but I want you to stick with me because I'm going to ask you a series of questions to show what disparity does and how disparity, once it is really observed, all of a sudden helps you make your mind up a lot more easy. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value, and we'll email them to you or we'll throw them in the mail to you if you prefer. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Sit with us. We'll be right back. You're locked on to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. After a certain age, you shouldn't be overexposed to stock market risk. Yet, you might still be trying to squeeze every last drop out of today's market. And although fixed income investment can offer less risk than stocks, it doesn't mean you have to sacrifice return. In fact, recently, some fixed income investments have actually outperformed stocks. But yet, you're still waiting to act. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson. And if you're just joining us, I want to say welcome. Thank you so much for coming and for tuning in. We were just talking a few moments ago about a historical event that took place in August 5th of 1949. 16 smoke jumpers 
who respond to a brush fire in the Helena National Forest in a particular place called Man Gulch. And unfortunately, those 16 men, 13 of the 16, lost their lives that day because they continued to hold on to packs. They continued to hold on to their pole axes and their saws and their shovels because that was their identity. They were trained to maintain always their tools. And I made a comment that I think is a wise comment. It is a wise observation that when the environment radically changes and you're confronted with moments of uncertainty, moments of great uncertainty sometimes, moments of danger, clinging to the old right way might seem like a good idea because it's comfortable. It's something that you know. It's something that's familiar. But it could also be the thing that brings you to your end. It could be quite deadly. It could be devastating in so many ways. And you see, the reason that we prepare for retirement before retirement is because we want to be able to make that transition from working to now not working, from accumulating to distributing, and we want that transition to be as smooth as possible. This is the reason why we don't just simply work, 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 and then retire in the very next day, start doing what is necessary in order to be able to get income. We start that process before we get to retirement so that it's as smooth of a transition as is possible. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management, dot com. And post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. Now, I kind of left you in the first half of the program talking about the word disparity. So let me kind of give you an example. Let's say, for instance, that you have a million dollars that you save for retirement and you've been a faithful listener of this radio show. You know that I preach income. It all boils down to income because when you retire, it's income that allows you to go to the movies. It allows you to be able to put food on the table. It allows you to be able to take vacations. It allows you to be able to spend time with the grandchildren. You know that the number one thing outside of your health is going to be your income in retirement. But let's say that you've saved a million dollars. And let's say that, yeah, the idea of investing for income sounds nice. It sounds like something that, yeah, it would probably be something I would want to implement into my life. But you're not quite ready to give up being fully invested in the stock market. So let's talk about the scenarios, because let's say that, you know, you had the first scenario and the first scenario is that you keep in the market, you keep that million dollars and every single year for the next five years, let's say that the stock market grows by 8% a year. Well, what that means is that when you retire five years from now, you would have about one and a half million dollars just under that. And if you took that one and a half million dollars, and let's say you then made that shift from growth to income, and you started investing for interest and dividends, well, it'd be pretty nice. At 4%, you'd be able to produce around fifty-eight, dollars $59,000 of income. That'd be nice. But now let's look at the opposite. 
What happens if you continue to stay in the stock market? You continue to have all of your money invested in growth-based tools, but the worst possible thing happens, and that is that you don't have growth. Well, if you're the average common stock investor, that means that you're probably going to be averaging somewhere in the vicinity of about 1.5%. In fact, that is the only stable thing that's the only I would say dependable variable of this whole scenario. And you're in a position where five years from now, your million dollars that you expected to grow by 8% a year for five years, it didn't grow. And now you're still stuck with a million dollars and only a one and a half percent dividend. Now your income, one and a half percent on a million dollars is 15,000. So let me ask you this question. If I asked you if you had a job where your income might be 15,000 or your income might be 58,000, would you take the job? Well, chances are no, you wouldn't take a job, not with that big of a disparity, right? But what if I gave you even more information about this job and I suggested to you that you know, the 15,000 or the 58,000, it actually really wasn't even dependent upon your performance. It wasn't really dependent upon how good of a job you did or how hard you worked. In fact, your wages of 15,000 a year or 58,000 a year, whatever it was for that particular year, well, it was really determined by other people. Now, would you take the job? Now you'd probably be saying, are you crazy? I didn't want the job to begin with. Not with that much of a disparity between 15,000 and 58,000. No way, Jose. But now you're telling me that my wages don't even depend upon my performance, how hard I work, how good I work. Heck no, I'm not going to take that job. Now, what if I said that maybe there's an alternative to this job? Maybe you could just take a job where you're producing, say, just a real steady, I don't know, 40000 a year. And that 40000 should increase every single year by about 4%. And in five years, your wages would be about 48000 Doesn't that sound like a much better alternative? You're probably going insane right now. You're thinking, well, get to the point, man. Well, my point is this. You see... There is so many of us today that have gotten wrapped up in watching the momentum of the stock market that, man, it's become fun. It's become relatively exciting. We we look at it and we say, well, you know, with the Federal Reserve and Congress coming out with all the stimulus, you know, gosh, it's going to be relatively smooth sailing. I think I'm just going to continue to stay in the stock market so that I can continue to watch my money grow. But all the while, you know in the back of your mind that the older you become, the closer to retirement you are. And the closer to retirement you are, the less you want to be risking this money that you've saved and worked so hard for in retirement. And if the worst case scenario occurs and you retire and because you did not start the preparation of retiring before retirement. Now you're stuck in a position where you still have the same million dollars and you can say, well, I can live with that. But let me ask you, 
can you really live on the output of that million dollars of only 16,000? And the answer is no. The only way you will survive, likely, is if you take the 16,000 and you start cannibalizing the million dollars day one. So the reason to focus on starting to begin to invest for income is like the same reason that the pilot begins his descent well before he gets to his destination. You see, if you have a million dollars today, is it okay to still have a portion of your money in the stock market? Absolutely. But is there ways that you can still get growth and get more income? And I believe that there is. We've talked about value stock investing. Value stock investing, where you're buying common stock that is discounted in price. Typically, something that's going to have a 3 to maybe even a 4% dividend. And it will still allow you to be able to get appreciation, but with a stronger income component. But do you still want 100% of your money sitting in value stock? Or would it be better that you start to invest for income today while you're still working so that by the time you do retire, you've been able to take that 4 5 6% interest in dividends and reinvest it year by year by year, compounding the amount of income-producing investments that you have by the time you retire. That's like taking a million dollars today and having 4% interest in dividends and continuing to reinvest it for five years so that five years from now, you have a steady, consistent 48000 of income. Do you see the difference? Best case scenario, you take your million dollars and it grows by 8% a year without a hiccup. And five years from now, you take your million and a half out, you start investing for the eye. Worst case scenario, your money doesn't grow. Your money loses. Your money declines in value. And now you're faced with either living on 16000 if you don't want to touch your principal or potentially working longer than you anticipated, longer than what you wanted to. And you see, so many investors don't realize, so many retirees that are close to retirement do not realize what that will do to your level of confidence, what that will do to strain relationships. When you've been telling your spouse, I'm going to retire, and when I do, we're going to go on trips, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do these things with the grandchildren. And now all of a sudden, the stock market didn't go your way. The stock market wasn't accommodating. Something happened. In this case, the wind shifted like it did for the smoke jumpers of the Helena National Forest in Man Gulch. My question to you is, can you be honest with yourself about your money? Can you be open-minded to new strategies and techniques that potentially you've never heard of before, like investing for income? Can you be teachable to learn how things that have worked for investors for literally hundreds of years, can also be a viable tool for you to use to not only safeguard what you've worked so hard for, but to create now an additional source and stream of income for yourself in retirement. Well, hopefully today I've expanded your mind to thinking about the fact that if times are a changing, and they certainly are, 
when you're confronted with these moments of uncertainty with what the Federal Reserve is going to do, what Congress is going to do, what's going to happen politically and economically in this country, are you really thinking that your best approach is to cling to the old right way of doing things? Because it may seem like a good idea, maybe something that you're familiar with, but is it really the right way? Or potentially, is there a better way of doing things where you now begin to vehemently defend and to protect your principle and to get that principle creating an output by investing for income? If you ever choose to reach out to us, 866 290 Go to my website, Johnson WIM, which stands for Wealth Income Management, and you'll find that there's a little link there to communicate to us, to send us a question, to send us a comment. You can also go to our radio podcast channel, which is just CapitalizeLife.com. You'll be able to get all of the past episodes of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. And I just really appreciate you doing that and giving us a bit of feedback as to what you think and what you don't think. Well, thanks so much for listening today. And I do hope that you take these things into consideration and most of all that you take massive action. Remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.